the book of Psalms, chapter 106, verse 48, and 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. Reading from the King James text. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen, praise ye the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through and include 20. But as God is true, our words towards you are not yea and nay. But the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Salvanius and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea. And him, amen, to the glory of God by us. Father, we thank you for this word. Now, that spirit that penned these words are now dwelling within us. Open our understanding that we may truly understand the scripture. And we know we won't know you except you reveal yourself to us and in us. Let this people leave this place charged, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. You may be seated. I want to address you from a subject. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Amen means to be Firm, endure, be faithful, be true, stand fast, trust, have, believe, believe, and so be it. Church, we are made in the image of God. That is to say, we are spiritual beings. We are designed to reflect the eternal God. That is to do things the same way that he did them. I want to look at the scripture here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And we want to go through these verses together. We want to look at it in the King James and also in the message translation. In this 13th verse in the King James, say, which things also we speak, not in the words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches concerning spiritual things with spiritual things, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The message translation say of this text, we don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinion. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God who taught us personal to person through Christ Jesus and were passed to us and was passed it on to you in the same firsthand personal way. What Paul is saying here, the wisdom that we have from God, we can't learn that in a textbook. 
God has to reveal himself to us. And then the 14th verse, but the natural man, that is the man outside of Christ, receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The message translation says the unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, cannot receive the gifts of God's spirit. There is no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be known only by spirit. God's spirit and our spirit in open communion. And let me read the next one just in the message, in the message translation. Spiritual alive. We have access to everything God's spirit is doing. That's powerful. We have access to everything that God's spirit is doing. And we cannot be judged by unspiritual critics. Until you say amen, the word is not planted. Until you say amen, the word is not planted. When you say amen to the promises of God and the word, the word is being planted in your heart. Now, we note the mother of Jesus in the book of Luke, chapter 1. The angel of the Lord came to Mary and told Mary, said, Mary, the spirit of the Most High God is going to come upon you. and You're going to become pregnant and you're going to have a child. Mary asked the question, how can this be, seeing I do not or have not known a man? He went to tell her why this thing would be. I could understand a 13-year-old girl saying, I'm going to have a baby. I've been a good girl. But he said, you're going to be pregnant and you're going to have a child. And he began to explain to her, and I, I like Verse number 38. Verse number 38, what does it say? Actually, another way of saying that, when she said, be it unto me according to your word, you know, that's another way of saying, amen. Amen. Our problem so many times is we heard a promise from God and we sit there and say nothing. When you say nothing, the word is not planted. You don't understand it, so sometimes we sit there until we are waiting for the understanding and we miss out on the blessing. Everything that God has is, out, is on a timetable. You can't just do it when you want to, how you want to do it. God gives us a certain time to respond to him. And when we don't respond to him, 
we cannot have the promises that he made to us. Now, the writer said in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So when you heard the word, you have to mix that word with faith. If you don't mix it with faith, there will be no productivity. Now, he said they got the word the same way we got the word. But it did not profit them because all they did were heard with the natural ear and it never entered into their spirit. It's all about faith. All about faith. All of us have the same thing, and that is a word from the Lord. Note with me in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 3. I think y'all just came to hear the word today, right? I don't have to perform. I just give you the word, right? Is that all right? Amen. All right, what do I say in Romans? Romans, chapter 12, verse 3. Not a measure of faith, but what? The measure of faith. He has dealt with how many men? How many men? Do me a favor. Tell your neighbor, you got it. You got everything you need. God is not playing favoritism. He have dealt to every man the measure of faith. He gave you what pleases him. The measure of faith. All right? Now, the question is, what are you going to do with that measure of faith? What are you going to do with the word that you have heard? The word in your head will not work because the word in your head depends on information. The word will work in your heart because the word in your heart depends upon revelation. Don't be surprised when you get a word and say that word and your head don't believe it. Because you can't wait for your head to believe it. You've got to say it. You got to say it. And the head will catch up with you after a while, but don't wait till the head can get it. You got to say it. Matter of fact, you got to say it before you can see it. 
there's something about saying it that opened the eyes. Not the natural eyes, but it opened the spiritual eyes to see it. And that's why I look around so many times in church. We, we have come to a place now, we come to church to be entertained. Got to have the best organist. You got to have a national director of music. You got to have a TV star in the pulpit. We'll sit there. We'll sit in the church. And we wonder why we don't get anything. The reason why you don't get anything is because you're not saying amen. You still ain't saying amen. <laughs> it's only when you say amen that the word that you heard in your ear then is planted in your heart. Otherwise, the word is just floating around in the air. But when you reach up with a man and pull it down and plant it in your heart, and then there become a productivity. But we are waiting around trying to wait till I understand it. But God is about to give a blessing that you will never be able to understand. It don't make sense how God gives it to you. And then he turns around. But most of us want to look sophisticated. We want to look like we are in control. But you got to get to the place that you're willing to look foolish. And most of us don't want to look like a fool. We want to look intelligent. Some of the stuff God is about to do for you, you're going to have to look foolish. You can't even pay your rent and you telling somebody God's going to give you a house. And they'll look at you and say, mm-hmm, yeah. And then they get behind your back and say, hey, hey, hey them, guess what that crazy Edith is saying? God's going to give her a house. The child can't even pay a rent. But she said, believe in God. God put a word to her and she only said, amen. And she at first she couldn't see it because she might be saying, how can God do this with this shot that I have? But the more I say amen, the more my eyes start coming open. After a while you start saying, oh, I can see it now. I, I can see what God is going to do for me because in the spirit I witnessed to what God said and God will do what he said he's going to do. Most of the time you see me sitting over there in that little corner over there. I don't care who preaching. You're going to find Bishop Harris saying amen. I know some of y'all looking at me saying, well, that guy ain't saying nothing. Why is he saying amen? Uh, the reason why I'm saying amen, I want something. Uh, do you want anything? Is there anybody in the room that wants something beside me? 
when you want something I don't care who you are if God can preach to a jackass he can preach to a preacher they don't have to even be living right but they can still have a word of God for you and if you can say amen you can receive that word and let the church say amen I'm giving y'all the secret on receiving from God not waiting till I can see it. God said you heal. Amen. But do God know what state of cancer I'm in? That ain't your business. Amen. Do God knows how long I've been having the condition that ain't your business. Amen. My thing, can God do it? Can God heal? Can God deliver? Can God bring you out? If he can, all I got to do is say, Amen. He will do it. He will, he will do it. He'll do it. God will tell you to do some things that look real foolish. Told Noah, Noah, Build me an ark. Can you imagine how stupid he looked? Never rained before. He out there building an ark. Everybody looking by, looking at him. Look at that nut. Building an ark. It ain't never rained. But God said, build me an ark. No one say, hey man. Start building the ark. I want to say to you, it doesn't matter if nobody have ever done it before. The word of God came to you and told you what to do. You got to tell God, amen, Lord, amen. He going to tell you some stuff you never experienced. Y'all heard about a man named Abraham. Mm. What did the Bible say about Abraham? Say Abraham what? Why, why, why didn't God meet him when he was uh, 26? That's when you're at your height sexually. Say, God, 16, Lord Jesus, I don't want to say that, but let me say it's 26. At least you're mature enough to handle that. Why didn't God come when I was 26? Why did he wait until I get in my 90s and then make me an audacious, silly promise that not only am I going to have a child, I'm going to be the father of nations. Abraham stumbled a little bit. He said, amen. Because sometimes you might not be able to give a clear amen because the mind ain't caught up with the promise. You might have to say, amen. But he said, amen. Can you imagine? The thing was so funny until Sarah started laughing. 
God's about to give you a blessing that you're going to have a belly laugh at. How many of y'all believe that? A belly laugh is when, you, the belly, when it comes out of your belly and you're just falling out laughing. It's all right to laugh because what God is about to do is to break the yokes in your life and take you where you've never been. God will do it for you. This world that we're living in is waiting on information. There never was a time that we have as much information as we have today. And are we better off? Are we better off? No. You scared to go to the airport? Scared to stay at home? Scared to put your money in the bank? Scared to keep it in your pocket? Scared to get on the highway? Can't trust nobody? But we got plenty of information. But the saints of God got to live on revelation. And go, if you will, to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, let's look and see what it says. Mm, all right. What is that? Oh, no, no, go on down to verse 16. Mm-hmm. Some people got some funny looking spirit. But God give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Because I don't have time to learn it. It costs too much money to learn. But if I can get a revelation from the Lord. If I can go to bed tonight. I can go to bed tonight and wake up with a diploma. What you mean waking up with a diploma? God has given me the ins and the outs, what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And I walk and not overnight. I walk out with a revelation for my situation. Because right now what we need is a revelation for our situation. And God is willing to give us a revelation. Can I get somebody to jump to your feet and say, Lord, give me a revelation for my situation. You're trying to figure it out. And every time you almost think you got it, it messed up again. You got six children. And you, what time you get... Five of them straight. The other one mess up. Then you give all your attention to the one. Then the five mess up. Throw your hands in the air and say, Lord, I need a revelation for these children. Give me revelation what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Will he do it? Will he do it? Will he do it? Will he do it? He will do it. And what the devil has done, I sit in, in my little corner over there sometimes, and I see people, 
come into church and what the devil wants to do is to distract you. Mm, let me see that man. Cell phone. Doing everything to distract you. But I need a word from the law. I'm sick and I need a word. I'm broke and I need a word. I'm confused. I need a word. I'm going down. I need a word. And God, when you give me that word, I'm going to tell you amen. I'm not going to stop saying amen. I'm going to say it until I can see it. Open your mouth right now and say amen. amen. Say it again. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Well, why are you saying amen? Because Revelation says that when the elders was in heaven, they were saying, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, young people. Come on, help me, help me, help me, help me. What, 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 Kayla at? What, Kayla at? Come on down here, Kayla. You going off to college, right? Uh, school. Huh? Yes. Say them, won't you? But you're going to be all right. Because you're going to praise them, right? Mm. How you going to praise them by saying what? Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Amen, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. I ain't going to do this. Amen. What I want you to do, I want you to get to the place that you say it till I'm not even ashamed to say it no more. I don't care what my peers are saying. I'm going to New York. And I need God's deliverance. Because the devil is waiting to swallow me up. But if I can say amen, he can't swallow amen. He can't swallow a hallelujah. If I can say amen and hallelujah, I'm too big for the devil to swallow. He cannot swallow me. I need somebody. I need somebody in here that's going through something. Is there anybody in the house? That's going through something. And they overcame him by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. It wasn't through strategy, but by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Anybody going through something, run on up here right quick and help me. Run on up here right quick. Somebody that want a breakthrough. Somebody that need a breakthrough. Let's see what God's going to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Don't doubt him. Don't doubt him. See, let me, let me ask you, let me, let me say this. 
they would have thought that Jesus was crazy. They would have thought Jesus was crazy when they took a blind man and put spit on it and anointed his head and told him to go and wash. You see, we're trying to make sense. But I want to make America. I don't want to make sense. I want to make America. Are y'all ready? Let's go. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You're healed. You're delivered. You're set free. You're coming out. You are delivered. Back to your seat. I'm blessed by the best. I'm blessed by the best. Amen. If you can get a hold of the word of God, the same God yesterday, today, and forever, he is omnipotent. I'm the present, but he's a simple God. He's so complex until he's simple. Oh, have mercy. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men with the Lord. Have prepared for them that love him. Man, listen. Everybody that heard me today, everybody in this room didn't hear me. You're going to be blessed when you walk out of this room. Now you got it. You're going to be blessed when you walk out of this room. Let me tell you this. Each one of us is going to come to a place of decision. That place of decision is one of those ones you won't even be able to see past it. But God's going to give you instruction. Y'all heard me told the story about me going into full-time ministry. People look at my glory, but they don't know my story. Because whenever you do something for God, you take a risk. I had it made, y'all. At the time, the church couldn't even pay its bills. Let me say that again. The church couldn't pay its bills. And God said, James, come off in full-time ministry. Now, I'm not going to tell you I just said yeah right away. I was, let me, I, I don't know if I can get back up, but I, well, let me, let, me show you, let, me, let me show you how I was. I was in the office on the floor doing a gift.
God kept on talking. But I heard the word say, if you preach my word, you're not locked for bread. I had to have insurance on four girls and my wife. I had to feed all of them. Just got a Cadillac. Just moved into this building. But I was willing to lose what I had to tell God yes. Because sometimes you got to get to the place that I'm willing to lose what I have to tell God yes. So I said, I can let the Cadillac go and we can ride the church in the Volkswagen. I can let my home go and we can live in the red room. And the little side room can be our bedroom. But I know what God told me. But I was willing to let it all go to tell God yes. Well, after I told God yes, I went out and made a purchase. I came back to the church. The finance committee told me, Bishop, Go and buy something else. Because when you bought that, the tithes and the offering went up. Go and buy something else. So I'm at home, going out to the store to pick up a few goods. Stop by the Mercedes car dealership. man said you can drive the car home if you want that's alright I'll drive it but my mind was saying I'm going to bring it back I drove the car to the church Stanley's grandmother was there she came and laid her hand on the hood of the car said Bishop you got to get that car I looked at her get what car a 560 SEL? Do you know what that cost? Now let me tell you what. What I have is not who I am. I can let it all go. But I can't let Jesus go. The problem is when you get something and it gets you. I can ride in a Volkswagen. It don't make me no different. But the reason I ride in a Mercedes is to let my people know that from the project God can let you ride in a Mercedes. It's not for me. It's for the church. So then I go to walking around. Went out to a neighborhood that I'd never been in before. Walked in that neighborhood, saw the house, and walked in the hallway. Oh, 
I told my children when I carried them out there because I won't go buy. I said, don't say nothing because this is too expensive to us. Denise at the time was a little girl. She walked in the phone and said, Daddy, we got to get this. We got to get this. I said, shut up. Next thing I know, we was walking in a brand new house. After I told God yes, everything you see, everything you see came to me after I told God yes. But if you lose your life, you shall save your life. If you give it up, I'll give more to you than you ever gave up. Somebody hearing what I'm saying. Somebody's about to say amen. Somebody's about to say amen. Don't be jealous of me until you pay the price I paid. And I thought that was all right. But I took another walk. This time I walked up on some fields. Looked in the wheel. And the only one was out there was. I walked out there along with that faith walker, Lady Sylvia Harris. And we declared a, a house on a lane that only had trees on it. They built the house. I walked in the house, it was so unbelievable. I'm walking across the breezeway, pitching myself. Can this be? Now when I'm giving to you, I'm not talking out of my head somewhere. I'm talking about what God will do for you. Just in case y'all think I'm Boston, I live now from 1983 to this point by faith, by faith. I live by faith. If God don't command somebody to bless me, I'm under. The only guarantee I have for a salary is Jesus. You don't start off in faith. And I know y'all, some of y'all look at me, oh, you got it like that. No, I don't. I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith as an example to you that if God did it for a country boy, from the hills of Mathen Hill. So country. If he can do it for James Harris and Sylvia Ann Higgins Harris, he'll do the same thing for you. Tell somebody he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God said, I will bless him that bless you 
I will curse them that curse you. You are going to be a blessing to the people. That's what God told me. You are going to be a blessing to the people.